the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To show that he was here for a little while. That's a line from a movie I went to see today that you should make sure that you see too. And when you go, take someone who's okay with abortion with you. I went to see Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer today. And that line comes from a young woman who worked in Gosnell's abortion clinic. Uh, she's testifying in court, and, uh, and this is a clinic where he had a habit of delivering babies alive and then snipping their spines and killing them. They were alive, and he killed them. And a young woman who was asked uh, why she took a picture of a, a baby boy A, one of the uh, babies who was alive uh, before Gosnell killed him, and her answer was, he looked like he could be somebody's baby brother. I thought I should take a picture to show that he was here for a little while. That's what she said. Now, at the opening of the movie, there's a message on the screen that says the dialogue is taken uh, mostly from transcripts. So there's a pretty good chance the woman actually said those words in the trial. She helped convict Gosnell. He's uh, serving three life terms in the penitentiary as we speak. He's never getting out. Uh, We had two of the producers here on the show, and we've talked about the movie a lot. It's only being shown in uh, five theaters here Uh, in this area, and only one, believe it or not, in Philadelphia, which is where this happened. That's what uh, we were told, at least last week, that may have changed. But one theater in greater Philadelphia was showing this movie um, as of last week when it opened. And uh, we had had two of the producers here on the show. We've talked about the movie a lot. And as I said, only five theaters here uh, locally because, you know, it's about abortion, and if you are in favor of abortion, it won't make you very comfortable. And I would guess that uh, however many people show up, about 2% are pro-choice if they know what the movie's about. But a big part of the story is also about how the media ignored it. There's a scene that shows the media section empty when the trial started. Um, the, uh, the prosecutor and the, the, the detective who worked on the case, they show them being told by the district attorney that uh, they should expect microphones in their face and a swarm of media at this uh, at this trial. They get there and there's nobody. Nobody. And uh, they at the end of the movie, they show pictures from the actual scene and they show a picture of the uh, uh, during the credits. They show the actual picture of the of the courtroom and it's empty uh, on that side where the media were supposed to sit. A blogger got the media's interest and the trial got a good bit of coverage uh, before it was over. But uh, make sure you check it out. I saw it at the Galleria Theater in Mount Lebanon. There were about uh, 15 people there, which really isn't bad for a 1 o'clock showing. I used to go to a lot of movies before I started doing this show, and I'd go at that time of day. And there are plenty of good movies I went to where there were fewer than that, half of that. So now on to something else anyway. Uh, But go see the movie. I've been asking this question all day on Twitter, and so far, nobody's been able to give me an answer. You can follow me at Steiger World. You've seen the pictures of the caravan of uh, thousands of people heading north from Central America, coming by way of, uh, I guess it's Honduras, San Salvador, and Guatemala through Mexico. They obviously are looking for a better life. That's At least that's what you assume, unless they're being paid, which there's some theories about that, too, that they're being paid by somebody to come up here. So here's the question. Why would so many people living in a socialist country governed by people who look like them expect a better life in a capitalist country ruled by a bunch of old white men who systematically oppress people of color? It doesn't make any sense. Now, we're told all the time that there are too many white men in government, and the solution to improve the lives of people of color is to have more people of color in government. That would fix it. Well, if the solution is to have more people in government who look like you to get the kind of things that you want from government, shouldn't the caravan be going in the opposite direction? 
No answer yet, as I said on Twitter, at Stoggerworld. Maybe you can try, at Stoggerworld. Give me an answer, please. Meanwhile, we have a sports story coming up, sort of. Would it bother you to find out that the Steelers are going to get away without paying $75 million in rent for that stadium that you, well, were forced to give them back in 1997? We'll have that for you when we come back. Stick around. AM 1250, The Answer, John Stoggerwald Show. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even John's Hospital. Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet, and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. You know, I've always liked the uh, the guys over there at the Allegheny Institute. They do a lot of nice work. Some of it not so popular because they, oh, they kind of reveal things that make people uncomfortable. Like, how about this? That the Steelers don't pay rent at Heinz Field. Frank Gamrat is over there at the Allegheny Institute, and he's going to clear it up for us. Thanks for being here, Frank. 
Well, thanks for having me. So, uh, how is it? How do I get a deal like the Steelers got, where I don't pay any rent for a building that I was handed? Well, I guess you have to be more important than I am. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, what you're referencing is is the lease that the Steelers entered entered into when the taxpayers built them Heinz Field. Uh, the Steelers had received what's called an RCAP grant. RCAP stands for uh, oh shoot, I had it right here. I'm sorry. Um, uh, re- uh, redevelopment Assistance Capital Program grant of $75 million, of which they were to pay that back in three installments of $25 million each every 10 years. So the first payment was actually due in 2011. Now, the kicker is there was legislation passed way back in 1999, state legislation that allowed the teams to not have to pay not have to pay rent, assuming that they paid appropriate taxes. It's called the Capital Facilities Debt Enabling Act, and it allows the Steelers and the Pirates to take credits for any taxes that they pay to the state, and that would be personal income tax, corporate net income tax, capital stock and franchise tax, sales and use tax, and you get the picture. You pay a tax, we'll let you take it as a credit against your rental payments. So the $25 million could, in effect, be zero. Now, guess what? It was zero. Okay. So the Steelers ended up not paying any of that $25 million uh, based on the taxes that they paid multiplied by a factor of 7.5. Now, any credits that they accumulated beyond $25 million gets added to the next payment, which is due in 2021. Which they won't pay a nickel on. Now, they won't pay uh, before we go further on the Steelers here, what about mm-hmm. the Pirates? Have they been getting PNC Park rent-free for the same that reasons? That is very true. Now, theirs is a little bit different. They are required to pay $100,000 a year to to the Sports and Exhibition Authority for rent, but they, too, have the exact same set of credits that they can they can charge against their, their rental payment. And I have not asked yet, but I'm going to bet that the answer is still zero as well. So I'm guessing they're not paying any money. Okay, now, uh, I, this is all kind of new to me. So um, what, I'm, what I'm gathering from your release at uh, the uh, Allegheny Institute's um, mm-hmm. website, uh, which is uh, alleghenyinstitute.org, is I, am I right about That's that? Correct. Um, You're correct. Uh, it says here that they, the credit they get is for the taxes that are paid by the visiting players who come in here to play the Steelers, uh, uh, which is another law that I hate, by the way, right. but that's another sure. issue. The visiting, uh, uh, when a visiting NFL team comes to town, those players, uh, if they make, let's just say for the sake of easy math, they make $500,000 a game, they have to pay an income tax on that 500000 because they earned it in Pennsylvania? That is correct. Now, th- is it a Pennsylvania tax? And, a, and is it a city tax? How, mu- how many taxes are they hit with? I believe they're just well. They're hit with a visiting player tax, which I believe is is county. I don't think it's specifically okay. city, because again, way we gave you a stadium, we want to get yeah. some money out of this, and of course they do pay the state income tax for any income earned within the borders of the Commonwealth. But but you're right, all that money paid to the Commonwealth gets put as a credit against the the lease agreement. And look, you could say the same thing, not just for visiting players, but any other event comes in there. Let's say Taylor Swift comes to town and yep. she makes $11 million. Whatever she paid in taxes to the Commonwealth, the Steelers can also claim as credit uh, against their taxes. And they, they also get to keep the money from the ticket sales. Oh, absolutely. Now, there's a little bit that they have to give up, but it's not much. Yeah. Look, they get a ton of money from that use of that stadium, and that's the way it was designed. Yeah. You know, for people to stand there and say, well, you know, look at all the money that they, they throw off. Yeah, but it goes into their own pockets. You know, I mean, we talked about this before, the development rights between PNC Park and Heinz Field given to the Steelers and the Pirates. So when everyone says, well, look, at the, there's not a sea of parking lots, there's businesses there, yeah, the Steelers got a cut of that. They got a cut. It was in their best interest to hire somebody to develop those buildings, to put those restaurants in so they could take some money out of it. And um, <laughs> this, this is just unbelievable because yeah. uh, this is a, a, owning an NFL team is a license to just print money. The millions and millions oh, of sure. dollars of revenue that comes into them. Mm-hmm. And so the Steelers are... Uh, avoiding, and I'm sure every other NFL team does it too, but oh, the Steelers yeah. are avoiding paying rent by 
by virtue of the people who come into town to play the Steelers paying mm-hmm. a tax. That gives the Steelers a break. So that the cut, you know, if they're going to charge these people a, um, a, a an income, if they're going to tax the income of these players who come in here, instead of that money, which is I think is a terrible law anyway, but it's just right. for, for the sake of argument, they're going to they're going to take that money away from um, uh, Andy Dalton when he comes in, and they're. But instead of it going to the state, just and going to the state, it's actually costing the state money because, or whoever it is, the the SEA, I yeah. guess it is, is the Sports and Exhibition Authority. It's that the Steelers are 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 saving rent money on the backs of visiting players. Is that am I getting that right? Well, that is correct. All in all fairness, Andy, don't would throw it away anyhow. <laughs> well, he uh, he's uh, he's been okay this year, but I, I hear what you're saying. But seriously, uh-huh. the. the the players are already underpaid, if you ask me, and I don't care how much they're making. They're not making enough. They're making a good living, but they're based on the revenues that the NFL produces. They're they're underpaid. So so they're paying that tax here, and the Steelers are benefiting from the tax that the visiting players have to pay. That is correct. That's just unbelievable. And and but the thing is, uh, Frank, if they could get the if they're going to tax the players, they could get that. But if they didn't allow the Steelers to get the credit for that tax, they'd get the pl- they'd get Andy Dalton's uh, contribution. Plus, mm-hmm. the Steelers would have to kick in the twenty five million every ten years. Right, exactly. They'd have to actually have to pay something for for the generous gift the taxpayers have given them. We're talking about seventy five million dollars over the life mm-hmm. of the stadium. Oh yeah, I mean you're talking a lot of money. And, 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 and uh, go ahead. That's just it's, well, it's mind boggling. Well, you brought up a point earlier that you know the value of these franchises is greatly enhanced by these facilities. No question. The Steelers, the Forbes ranking in 2018 had them at like 2.5 something billion dollars in value. And what I find interesting about that list was the team that made the largest jump from 17 to 18 was the L.A. Rams. And Forbes magazine had one little statement: because they got a new stadium. Right. Well, Those the Steelers stadiums, were worth 350 million, I think, back before right. Heinz Field. Now before they're worth 2.5 billion. That's only about a two billion dollar increase. Thanks to the generosity of the taxpayers. You know, these stadiums are built to give these teams every opportunity to make every penny they can off of these stadiums. The taxpayers don't see anything if the taxpayers are the ones building for them. And there's a minor detail there is that the taxpayers were asked if they would like to have their money used for the two mm-hmm. stadiums, and they said no. At the same uh, uh, ratio that uh, the voters said no to Walter Mondale in 1984, actually, actually worse. Reagan beat uh, this. No beat yes better than uh, Mm -hmm. Reagan beat Mondale. Exactly. It failed in all eleven counties. And Reagan won that one forty-nine to one, if I'm not mistaken. Forty-nine to one. He lost his Minnesota. Yeah. So so. and nobody cares. Obviously, this, this right. I don't. I don't no. get the feeling. I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of local news, but I get the. I don't. See, don't get the feeling that this. This got a lot of uh, coverage. No, it really did not. Uh, it, it sort of fell by the wayside. You know, when the Steelers. The reason this came about is again we talked about this before. The Steelers went to the RAD board and said, "Hey, we'd like a little extra money to put into a fund for capital repairs of our building because it is getting older." And the folks at the SEA went and asked for $1.16 million. Now, the RAD board, which is appointed by the county executive and the mayor, uh, gave, ended up giving, it's four entities, not just the Steelers, it's Pirates, Penguins, right. and the Convention Center, a little over $800,000 this year. And, of course, we can expect that to be an ongoing thing because they'll always have their hand out. Right. So that's how this all got started, and we're saying, wait a minute, you know, you're making billions off of this stadium. You can certainly put in some money for repairs. And, and run this by me again, because this is the this is the defense you always hear. What about all those uh, beautiful buildings over on the North Shore that wouldn't be there if Heinz Field and PNC Park were not there? They're there because the Steelers put them there. They're, get, they're getting a cut. I mean, they put them there. They hired the the developing company, but they were given the incentive to build it. Heck, they even get money for parking over there. They rent spaces from uh, the, the parking authority for some ridiculous amount, like $40,000, and then they get all the parking revenue. So the agreement was built to give this team every dollar it could possibly give them. So the, state, the, the buildings are there between the two stadiums because the Steelers wanted them there. 
And they did. And again, uh, just to go a little history lesson for people who didn't know or, or, or have forgotten, the 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 voters said absolutely no, resoundingly no, in a referendum. Then the RAD board voted. Uh, I believe it was five. To, it was you have to get six votes, and they right. only had five. So they fired one of the no uh, voters right. and replaced him with the yes vote, and then mm-hmm. told people that this was Plan B and that uh, you know no new taxes are being spent. I mean, right. it's 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 most the most corrupt, idiotic uh, thing that that's that's ever done with people's uh, taxpayer money, and it's it's oh. uh, it's insane. Exactly, and people need to remember that the RAD already gives them $13.4 million a year to pay for the stadiums that are right, over there. Right, the mortgage payment, right. The mortgage payment on Heinz Field and PNC Park. And see, here's the thing. So, so the mortgage payment is $13 million a year, right? Yep. How much does Antonio Brown make a year? Boy, I, I think it's what, ten million or twelve million, yeah, and, and he's in that ballpark. And, yeah. and Mr. Bell's asking for more than that. Le- Le'Veon wants fifteen. Fifteen's not enough for Le'Veon right, right now. No, no, he wants so, wide receiver money. Instead of the Steelers paying, the Steelers somehow in 1997, when all this was going on over 20 years ago, the Steelers somehow convinced people that they really, they really needed this money to have, in order to build a stadium. But they're now, here we are, uh, 18, 19 years later, and they are not, they're, they are claiming, in effect, that they're not able to make a $13.4 million uh, mortgage payment, mm-hmm. but they have uh, several players who are making that much money every year. Yeah. At, least, at least a few making that much, and it just makes no sense. How do, how do teams no. get away with this? No, is it more corruption or stupidity, Frank? uh, I'm going to call a little bit of both on that one. Corruption on behalf of lawmakers that give them whatever they want, and stupidity for the fans that blindly follow this team no matter what. Yeah, well, and and what about the media? Um, If this were a, a I'm trying to think of a, a, a if if this were a bank. That was getting the same deal. Some evil Wall Street uh, mm-hmm. bank or brokerage firm that got the same deal. Do you think it might get a little bit more media attention? Oh, I'm, I'm sure there'd be protests outside the building. People would go nuts if you were giving us to a private corporation. Well, and the Steelers are a private corporation. We can't even see their books if we wanted to. <laughs> and we're not. And and you know what, uh, Frank? We are now at the point where Heinz Field is uh what 17 or 18 years old 17 yeah. years old yep. it's only it's it's beyond half as old uh, mm-hmm. as um three rivers was when they blew it up exactly yeah you're right so right. how long till they come with looking for a new one i'm sure it won't be that much longer keep in mind that a 29 and a half year lease they don't technically own it the public owns it and they're not even paying property taxes with it unbelievable yeah unbelievable well, yep. it's, it's I, 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 they're not playing. They're not paying property taxes either. Oh no, no! The public owns the building. At twenty nine and a half years, thirty years conveys ownership. Twenty twenty nine and a half, uh, they don't get ownership. So we still own the building. They're not even paying the property taxes on that thing. And and um, what would their just real quick here? We have about thirty seconds. Oh, uh, what what um, how much property tax would they pay quickly? That's, ballpark. You know what? That's a great question. Uh, Usually about a third, so a third of two hundred sixty-one million. So you figure probably about uh, eighty million dollars a year. Oh, uh, that's all. Okay, well they're getting yeah. away with that too, Frank. Yep. I really appreciate it. All right, well thanks for having me. All right, thanks a lot. Hey, great. Have, have a good one. All right, bye. Right, bye bye. Yeah, thanks, Frank. And by the way, um, uh, I don't blame the Steelers one bit for one percent of any of this. If I thought I could get that kind of a sweetheart deal. Believe me, I'd be down there getting it. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something we don't have a whole lot of patience for around here. Political correctness and the exhausted majority. What do you think the exhausted majority is? I think I might be belong to that group. We'll find out. We have someone coming up uh, in our next segment. So stick around here on the John Stoggerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. President Trump heading to Montana today to kick off a three-state western campaign swing. Holding a campaign rally this evening for Republican Senate candidate Matt Rosendell at the Missoula Airport. This marks his third trip to the Big Sky State in his effort to unseat two-term Democrat John Tester and ensure the GOP keeps power in the U.S. Senate. After Montana, the president will make campaign stops in Arizona and Nevada. German automaker Volkswagen says it's offering more incentives to trade in older diesel models in an effort to improve air quality. Diesels from several manufacturers were found to have much higher emissions in real driving than during that testing. So new test procedures affecting everyday driving conditions came into effect September 1st. On Wall Street, the Dow closing down 327 to 25,379. NASDAQ down 158. S&P down 40. For more details, SRNnews.com. Is gold and silver part of your portfolio? If not, let me tell you why it should be. The value of the dollar continues to diminish, and we're heading into a crucial midterm election that could have a substantial impact on the stock market. Noted economists are warning of a stock market crash. The time is now to secure your wealth with precious metals by calling the Gold Silver Group today at 800-679-0870. The Gold Silver Group is here for you with low prices and fast shipping on all precious metals delivered to your doorstep. Don't wait for politicians to to decide your future. Safeguard your wealth from Wall Street, big banks, and corrupt officials. Whether you want a precious metals IRA or a private investment, don't wait for another collapse like 2008. The world is changing. Are you ready? Call the Gold Silver Group now for free information at 800-679-0870. That's 800-679-0870. 800-679-0870. That's 800-679-0870. Joe Walsh doesn't understand the timing of the Haley resignation. Three, four weeks before the midterm elections, one of the, if not the most popular member of Trump's team announces her resignation now? Now? The timing makes no sense. The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. The Answer. Taxpayers continue to contribute millions of dollars annually to pay off the construction bills for PNC Park and Heinz Field. But now, the Sports and Exhibition Authority wants millions more from the public to help pay for repairs and upgrades. The Steelers were quick to support the plan, but a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy found that the Steelers have not been paying any rent at Heinz Field. Learn more about this sweetheart deal at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Designing a successful retirement strategy is a lot like building a house. You can't break ground until you first have a solid floor plan. To pour and set a sturdy foundation, it takes a number of tools like income strategies, tax and legacy planning, and healthcare options. Each brick must be laid one by one to build the house from the ground up. Now, in between each brick, cement holds everything together, much like Kevin Bach at Integrity Retirement Solutions. Kevin acts as a sort of general contractor for your retirement. He works with estate planners, tax professionals, attorneys, and others to make sure your bases are covered. Call Kevin at 728-837-3553 and ask about the six pillars of a successful retirement. That's 724-837-3553 or visit IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Don't trust your dream retirement to just anyone. Build from the ground up with Kevin Bach. Kevin Bach does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach, Pennsylvania Insurance License number 352-896. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Watch out for an accident, Bigelow Boulevard at Crosstown Boulevard. And we've got a lot of delays on the Parkway West. If you're inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, pretty solid through there. Outbound heavy from Banksville Road to Carnegie. Parkway East, that is stacking up outbound from 2nd Avenue out to Edgewood, Swissvale. Inbound slow Edgewood, Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and Bates Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
clear and cold tonight, dropping down to a low of 34. Frost will be developing in most areas later tonight and into early tomorrow. Sunshine will give way to clouds tomorrow, a milder afternoon, 58. Cloudy tomorrow night with a couple of showers, low 54. Variably cloudy for Saturday with a shower, 254. Blustery and much colder again Saturday night. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Now we're going to talk about political correctness. That's something we don't have a whole lot of patience for around here, and it may surprise you to hear that most people have little patience for it. An organization called More in Common did an extensive study on the subject, and their head of research, Stephen Hawkins, is joining us now. Thanks for being here, Stephen. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So what is your organization, uh, More in Common, all about? More in Common recognizes that there's polarization and division happening in the United States and in Western Europe, and we're trying to do something about it. We don't have all the answers yet, um, but we thought that the first place to start would be to have a really good understanding of it. So we've been doing research in each of those countries and trying to understand as best we can. So, uh, and who makes up this organization? Um, Well, we have maybe 25 or 30 people split between France, the United Kingdom, and the U.S., and uh, we're quite multidisciplinary. We have people with political backgrounds, with research backgrounds, um, and um, also journalist backgrounds, yeah. Okay, so, and and what was the purpose of your study that we're going to talk about here called Hidden Tribes? Yeah, we wanted to understand what, um, how to best describe polarization in the United States today. And so we worked with a social psychologist at Yale named Daniel Yudkin to try and see where the real fault lines were in the American in the American people. And so we did what's called a segmentation study um, to group people into buckets. And the uh, buckets were based off of their worldviews, their values, um, their political behavior. And then we just um, when we found that the best patterns were for seven segments, and we laid them out in our report. Uh, there are three groups that we label the wings. There are four groups that we label the exhausted majority. And um, we, after doing, we did this study with 8,000 Americans first, a big quantitative phase. And then after that, we did we followed up with a large number of in-depth interviews and focus groups. So 8,000 people uh, just in the U.S. involved in the study that you you did. That's right. Wow. Uh, and how did how did you determine who belongs in which bucket? So it's a, we worked with a statistician at YouGov. That's one of the leading polling firms. And we did a process that's called hierarchical clustering. It's kind of a fancy technique, but basically what it's doing is it's looking for patterns in responses. And so we took a lot of variables, as I mentioned before, about people's values and worldviews. These are questions that, under, that sort of show the underlying psychology of whether you're conservative, whether you're progressive, whether you're something in the middle. And it's what the statistical process is able to do is identify these groupings. Okay, so this is about uh, political correctness. And, and so how did you define political correctness for the purposes of the study that you did? What is politically correct or not? Well, that's a really important question. And I think it's important to note that for that question that we, uh, for the one question that's been reported on a lot, we simply ask people whether they believe that, quote, political correctness is a problem in our country, mm-hmm. and then they were free to agree or disagree. But we also asked, we asked a lot of questions that are related to that to get a little bit more depth, because what one person considers politically correct, another person just considers polite. And one of the things that we found in studying this issue more broadly was we asked people whether they felt comfortable Speaking their voice, uh, speaking their mind on issues related to race and racism, related to gender and sexuality, related to Islam and Muslims, and related to immigration. And in each of these questions, we found that about half the public, at a minimum, says that they feel that there's pressure to think a certain way on these issues. And the highest uh, percentage in those questions was on Islam and, and Muslims, where two-thirds of Americans said that they felt pressure to speak a certain way. And I'm guessing that the pressure would be to not um, be critical of or um, disparage Muslims. That people would be af- afraid of doing that, uh, uh, or of not. I, I guess I, must, I guess that's what I'm asking. Is that what you found? 
Right. Well, in our focus groups and in-depth interviews, people voice the concern that saying anything critical of a group uh, is seen as a kind of bigotry or a kind of racism. Mm -hmm. and some things that are critical of people are of that nature. Um, but in general, there was just a frustration that these are kind of sensitive subjects and that um, there was very, one could very easily offend somebody by making the wrong comments in these questions. And it showed that Americans don't really feel like there is an open and comfortable discourse around these really critical areas of conversation. Now, I, I don't know that this is part of your study, but it just occurred to me now to ask you this. Um, I've always, having worked in the media and and going way back before there was an internet where people could send email to the boss and demand that you be fired for something you said, which which goes on now. Um, I've always had this feeling that there are there are a certain group of people out there sitting by their phones uh, back you know way back and now maybe sitting with their uh, their phone in their hands waiting to send an email or a text to somebody. They can't wait to be offended by something. And so that they're they're just they're so quick on the trigger to do it, and they're they they just walk around just believing that any second now somebody's going to say something to offend them. Are those people out there somewhere? Well, I'll, I'll, let me say this: uh, we found that the people who were most likely to post about things, political things, online, were also the people with the most ideologically partisan worldviews. Um, so that's a slightly different point. What mm -hmm. I'm trying to say is if it feels like your news feed on social media is filled by people who have a clear kind of partisan or even dogmatic worldview, that's supported by our data. Um, and I, I don't, I can't speak to who and where our people are that are looking to be offended and looking to express outrage, but I can say that from our conversations with Americans, a lot of people do feel that way. They do feel as if, um, they're they're always on the border of um, being called out for something, either on social media or at the office place or among their friends, and um, that, that's leading people to want to retreat from politics a little bit. Well, uh, what I found surprising was that the people who are the quickest to um, call out somebody for being politically incorrect are the most successful uh, and rich and educated people, not the other way around. Well, what we found was that the leftmost group, which is 8% of Americans, and we, we call them progressive activists, they are disproportionately well-educated, they're disproportionately white, and they're not low-income. These are people who are rather well-off. And what that shows us is that the, the, the culture that, that you're referring to here, maybe that calls out people or that takes offense, isn't one that comes along necessarily with being a member of a group that's disadvantaged. Instead, it's something that's part of a worldview that is adopted. It's part of a culture. And we think that's an important distinction. So, but you you found, according to, and I didn't read the whole study, but I saw some synopses of it, and I, and I um, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it, I got the impression that and you mentioned here that it's you have to the people are concerned about uh, comments about race or gender being being mm -hmm. called out for being politically incorrect on those subjects, but it's the 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 people who might be the most offended by those kind of comments who seem to be more annoyed by political correctness than the people who wouldn't be offended by it. Does that make sense? I mean, it's like the like the the uh, the 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 progressive activists that you call them eight percent they're white and successful mm -hmm. and educated and they mm -hmm. they are more likely to to be concerned about political correctness than a black person or an asian person or an hispanic person yeah that's often the case um progressive activists i think are mostly really well-meaning people they uh, want to make the world more fair they want to make it more equal um but they tend to see the world narrowly through the lens of group identity and through the lens of history and structure. They don't focus as much on culture, on parenting, on individual responsibility. They tend to see the world through that lens. And part of what that means is that they're more likely to take offense at some things that are expressed because they're, they're very focused on that one particular worldview. So and while they think it, they may be well-meaning, they are often a little bit out of step with most Americans. Does They're also the least likely to say that, 
today Americans are a little bit too sensitive on issues of right. race. They're less likely gender. to say that, or, the progressives, the, the progressive activists? They're less likely to say that than yeah. women are, for instance, about discussions of gender or about race okay. than are black people. So, so they're a little bit out of step. Does your study show that the progressive activists, this 8%, gets more attention than they get more attention than they deserve? Which which really comes back to political correctness again, because people are overly concerned about offending these progressive activists who are so loud about what offends them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does show that. What we found is that uh, two-thirds of Americans belong to something called the exhausted majority. That sounds and like me. I, people. Just on the yeah. surface. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, we, uh, we've heard a lot of that in the last week. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like that's what's connecting, is that most Americans, two-thirds at least, say that they feel that they're fatigued by the division in the country, and they feel that the political discourse has forgotten voices like theirs, and they're more willing to find compromise than uh, people on the wings are. And, um, and so that's what, and, and within that group are, of course, both traditional liberals and people who are more moderate and some people who are a little bit more conservative. And the progressive activists are sometimes the ones that dominate the political discourse because they have the strongest views. Um, but there's um, a large percentage of Americans, again, two, two and three, who really feel like the political discourse in our country has kind of broken down and they would love to see something more moderated, more open, less hostile, with less calling out and less animosity. We're talking to Stephen Hawkins. He is the uh, head of research at uh, an organization called um, More in Common. Um, and, and And the study was called, as I said, Hidden Tribes. Um, why are they hidden? Uh, and uh, because is it because of people's fear of being identified as part of that tribe? The reason we call it Hidden Tribes is because, as I mentioned earlier in the call, the way that we did the groupings, was based on people's psychology, their worldviews, and to some degree on their behavior. So we're trying to move beyond the categorization of white versus black, millennials versus older people, um, men versus women, and towards showing that the real deepest divisions in our country are best described by worldviews. They're best described by looking at the way that people differ in their values. And so that's what's hidden about it, is it's all happening at the level of people's psychology. Well, are these people out there persuadable? In other words, um, the, the people who who have these strong views are they are they waiting to be persuaded, or are they resistant to you know even discussing it? And who would be more persuadable among the groups? Well, one of the key findings in our study was that one in four Americans are part of what we call the politically disengaged, and these are people who are not necessarily following the news almost at all. If they are, it's only kind of from a distance. Um, they're not voting very often. They're not posting things on social media or going to political events. They've pretty much checked out of the system. And the reason they've checked out is, in large part, um, because they they don't feel like there's anything in it for them. And I think that the real opportunity lies in trying to reach the politically disengaged and also other elements of the exhausted majority who are looking for um, voices that can lead the country again and not just side with one partisan side or the other. So uh, we're finishing up here, Stephen. What, what's the cure to this, if there is one, if, there's, if it's in need of one? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a large part of it has to do with the way that we talk to each other. You know, we found that we asked Americans, again, 8,000 Americans, how cold or warm they felt towards different groups. And we found that the coldest feelings in America aren't between white people and black people. They're not between, um, you know, different religions. They're between these political wings. The, the, the coldest feelings are felt by the progressive activists towards the um, Trump supporters, the tour from um, conservative people towards Black Lives Matter protesters. So there's a real ideological animosity in our country, and I think we need to learn to speak to each other in a way that is more respectful. We need to find ways to listen to what each other's real worldviews and values are and move beyond the kind of simplistic caricatures that we use of how each other think. 
Well, good luck with that, Stephen. But I, I mean, I, I you know what I'm saying here. I, I hear you, but that, that, that's the cure. I don't know if it's going to work, but uh, it's an interesting study. I appreciate you being on with us. Thanks. Thanks so much. Okay. That's Stephen Hawkins. He's the director of research at More in Common, and the study is called uh, Hidden Tribes. And I'm exhausted. I don't know. I'm not really exhausted. I'm energized. We'll be back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. At the original mattress factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight. Defeating America's enemies with no apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. We have a few minutes left here. I don't know that anybody has answered my question uh, uh, on Twitter yet. I'll Maybe I'll let you know tomorrow, but again, I'll ask it again. I don't understand. You look at a picture of the uh, caravan that's heading north, going through three countries from Central America all the way to Mexico and hoping to cross the border into the United States. 
you look at the picture and it's obviously Hispanics and they are, I guess you're now allowed to call them people of color. That's what they, that's how they've uh, been referred to. That's the way they've been referred to uh, lately. So, and the, and you hear all this talk about what America needs is more diversity and there are too many white men in charge. We've heard that ad nauseum for the last year or so. My question is, why would these people leave countries that are governed by people who look like them if having people who look like you is the best way to get what you want? Why would they leave a situation like that to come to the United States to be governed by a bunch of racist white guys who don't care about them? So anyway, uh, I, I, that was my question. You can answer it at Steiger World if you have time. I haven't gotten one yet. Now I want to play for you a little clip of the guy we have coming up tomorrow at 515. You may be familiar with him, Sheriff David Clark. President Obama, and I, and I, I say this um, with no hyperbole intended, he is the most anti-cop president I have ever seen in my 38 years of policing. He does nothing but sit up there and just tear the American police officer down finds fault with us. You know, I noticed that he was pointing his finger, sticking actually a, a finger in the eye, I should say, uh, of white folks talking about their biases and, and things like that. He, he, he's real quick to talk about uh, how white folks are racist, but he didn't acknowledge the situation in Dallas where you had a black racist. He doesn't acknowledge people or, or organizations like the black, New Black Panther Party, a racist organization, the Nation of Islam, a racist organization, but it's always the white man's fault. You know, and people, America's getting tired of this rhetoric. They really are. And, and every time he opens his mouth, he just adds more fuel to the fire. That's obviously an old clip, but in case you didn't know, the, the sheriff, uh, David Clark, is black. So uh, he has been all over cable TV the last uh, few years, going back uh, to when Obama was in the last few years of his presidency. So uh, he's going to be on tomorrow. He's going to talk about Antifa. And what should be done about the riding and all that stuff, among other things. Also tomorrow, Mark Salvis will be on with us. He's the guy on the, in the Democrat Party who said uh, in a tweet, uh, I kneel for the flag and stand for the cross. And they bounced him out. And he's going to be here to talk about how a guy in the Democratic Party can be. He was the head of the Democratic Party in Allegheny County, was bounced out for that. Thanks for listening. And we had a good one today, and Aaron Byrne did a lot of work to get uh, that put together. Thanks, Aaron, and we'll be back tomorrow right here on AM 1250, The Answer. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.